everybody, and welcome to Flavor Text, a podcast where we examine the stories in Arkham Horror, the card game, scenario by scenario, and how they align with the gameplay. I'm Krabby Terror Eight, and I'm joined, as usual, by Kevling. Hi, Kevling. How are you? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm absolutely fine. Yeah, uh, you? Uh, I haven't left the house in two weeks, but apart from that, I'm okay. Oh, of course, you're locked down again, aren't oh, you? Oh, completely, lo- like totally locked oh. down. Yes. So uh... we are we are the complete opposite. I'm afraid. I'm sure nobody wants to hear um, lockdown talk, but yeah, everything's lifted here pretty much. Right. You still got lots of um, businesses and shops trying to be semi-responsible by saying, mm-hmm. you know, we would really still like you to wear a mask if you don't mind, please. Yes. But obviously, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it's pretty much back to normal now. With just, I did notice I was out for a drive yesterday, mm-hmm. and they, they kept, we kept having uh, government-sponsored adverts on the radio. Going, you know, we we it, 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 it's still a good idea, you know, to still be careful and, and still wear a mask in a crowded place or on the bus, you know. That, yeah, you got to laugh, but yeah, you, yeah, they're making it personal choice here. Right, right, interesting. Mm. Well, uh, the, there's yeah. the, here here in Australia, it's kind of given Australians an excuse to watch the Olympics all day, every day. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that there, there has been there has been that literally binged on the Olympics. So uh, that's that's been the one a benefit. And what you were talking about before, uh, there's a big Sydney Melbourne rivalry. So Melbourne or Victoria have been literally putting ads in Sydney saying, do not enter the state of Victoria without a pass. You are not allowed. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> so there's a bit of that. But yes, yes, been a lot of Olympic watching. So that's, that's, that's something anyway. So Excellent. So um, I know we're here to talk about uh, Blood on the Altar, but uh, we, uh, we had some interesting feedback actually from a couple of people uh, uh, from from our uh, Essex County Express uh, episode, and it's always nice to hear what people's thoughts are. Um, a actually a mate of mine, Jason, who uh, uh, I play in real life here in Sydney, uh, actually uh, posted something which I thought was a interesting extra point. He said that the first time he played Essex County Express, he was. Uh, you know the the surprise that the uh, encounter deck can actually uh, <laughs> insta kill you uh, was was quite a revelation. Was quite a surprise that first time because it's you don't expect that. You know you've you've played the gathering, you played Midnight Mass. You don't expect that the literally you can be taken out of the game by the uh, by the encounter deck like that uh, if you happen to be in the wrong carriage. So I thought that was an interesting. Yeah, I think we kind of touched on it, didn't yes. we? But we we never actually made the connection. You know, you could have a complete wipe. <laughs> yeah, e- exactly. So it's one of those great things about this game is that it's incredibly flexible, and there are so many ways that you can kind of mess with the core mechanics uh, that would be very difficult to do with other sorts of um, card games, particularly competitive card games. But because it's more of a cooperative thing. You know the 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 uh, the game could do all kinds of shenanigans, I suppose, to, to kind of uh, you know switch things up. And I guess Essex County Express um, does that. And on that point, actually, this was not some feedback, but I was listening to Drawn to the Flame, the latest episode. I don't know if you've you've heard it about solo and multiplayer. It's it's a really good uh, yes. episode. Um, and in that, uh, Frank mentions the insta fail effect in Essex County Express, which. 
Um, again, we kind of skirted around it, but it is possible in a multiplayer game that you could trigger the mythos phase in the first turn if you draw the wrong cards. You know, you draw a, um, oh, what's it called? A, I keep thinking mysterious chanting, but it's not mysterious chanting. It's ancient evils. Ancient evils. You draw an ancient evils, you draw a couple of cultists, and before you know it, it's triggered and everybody's died because they're still in the first carriage. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, and there's like uh, yeah, and there's only four doom thresholds. So you've only got a narrow window, haven't you? That all of that could actually happen in. Yeah, which would leave everybody kind of open mouthed, like what? But you know what? Everyone just gets sucked up into the void and dumped somewhere, and you all just walk together, I suppose, hand in hand, tripping down the railway line <laughs> till you get to till you uh, get to done it. So you know, it's not not the end of the world. But yeah, that was another interesting thing. And uh, Athanasius also posted um, uh, something about, um, he was saying that uh, MJ uh, has said in, in her blog, which is an awesome blog called Beware the Black Cat, that's all in one word, talks about her inspirations being video games and movies. And um, uh, Athanasius was making the point that, um, you know, I guess we said that, that, that you know, scenarios have to kind of forward the, the, the narrative. Um, so they were making mm -hmm. the point that that's actually not necessarily the case. You can just have a high action scenario that gives you a feeling of urgency without having to necessarily propel the story forward. So I thought that was an interesting additional mm -hmm. point there uh, that they made. So, yeah, interesting. Although I would say that there's a bit of that deus ex machina thing that you know as we talked about suddenly there's a tear in the sky and it's all terribly urgent so it's a little bit manufactured in that sense yes uh, yeah but i think that's a good good point you don't you know if you're just going for a kind of a feeling of um terror or a feeling of kind of you know urgency then i guess that scenario works in that way i guess Blood on the altar is where we're uh, where we're at. So we've 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 walked the train line or got off the train, and we're we're here, aren't we? We certainly are. Uh, I suppose the best, the, one of the most straightforward things to start with is um, the various different consequences we could be under based on how we've played the scenario so far. Yeah. Um, firstly, if we all got defeated in Essex, so maybe we were all still sat in that first train carriage and we all got defeated, <laughs> uh, we that is we are now classed as being delayed on the way to Dunwich, uh, which means we start this scenario with an extra doom. Um, another change was be in House Always Wins. Um, that rare instance where you manage to get Peter Clover out of the club would be the only circumstance where the abandoned didn't have a bone to pick with you. Yeah. So in most cases, you've got an extra encounter set in the deck mm. uh, here. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the odd thing there was the way you worded it on the instructions was um, they followed you from the Clover Club. What they followed you all the way through Arkham <laughs> and through that levitating train. <laughs> yes. Okay, I, I have, they're good. Those are banyans, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I have to say they feel a bit peripheral to everything. I'm not. I don't feel like they're that kind of necessary in the overall story, and that they are here. Uh, I don't know what you think, but they feel a bit. I think they're, they're just they're just like an annoyance, aren't mm. they, in the deck when one of those thugs. 
turns up stopping you earning resources and things like that. Yeah, and the other thing it does is, this is just in my own mind, I always had this idea of, with blood on the altar, you're prowling around this horrible village that's sort of, you know, very, very kind of, you know, oppressive and... But if there's a whole lot of thugs prowling around the village as well, it'd be like Disneyland. There'd be all these people there. You know what I mean? Uh, it, <laughs> it kind of, in a way, undercuts the isolation if there's a whole lot of other people there as well. Because I, I don't imagine it's a very big place. Um, so it, it, it sort of struck me as a little bit strange that it was so populated with, with, with people outside of town mm. all of a sudden but yeah. anyway uh, you know uh, yeah interesting so yeah so that that like you say i mean that really does operate to just make things that much more difficult if they've got a bone to pick with you right so yeah yeah and and also this is the first scenario in the campaign so far where there are no changes to the chaos bag oh yeah yes uh, other than the ones you may have inherited <laughs> from Cheating in House of Always Wins, or um, uh, letting uh, what's his face uh, the security guard was it the security guard in the museum letting him die? Yes, yes, yep. Yeah, she yep. that also put a tablet in the bag. I think it was. Yeah, I mean, I don't uh, remember his name in a minute. Yeah, I know who you Walstead mean. Walstead and Lynch, yes, wasn't that's it? Right. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, and that's probably a welcome relief because by now you could have actually really chalked up quite a few <laughs> chaos tablets. So. Uh, it's, it's yeah, there'll be a, there's a tablet for failing to save the students mm. in an extracurricular activity. Another one for failing to save Wallstead or Lynch. Yep. There's an elder thing if you cheated in the house always wins, and another elder thing if you took the Necronomicon. So mm. that's potentially four bad tablets you've added through the, your your decisions so far. Yes, wow. <laughs> <laughs> quite, quite. You know, they talk about the deck being stacked against you. That's 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 quite a bit. So. Uh... Yes, but as we were saying with um, with Essex, um, once you know these things, it will help inform those decisions as you play, and you can you can you can you can manoeuvre yes. things so that you don't get those uh, those negative consequences. Yes, yes, there's that, that sort of you know inevitable learning effect. So we um, Zebulon and Earl, the dynamic duo of Dunwich, <laughs> to turn up to. Uh, um, to um to, to sort of meet you i think that's in the sort of the opening t uh, text here and the thing that i like and there's and we'll see this later but the thing that i like that's very clever that the developers did was that the text has them talking and they've used the same style of talking as lovecraft did in the yes uh, dunwich horror you know this sort of uh, trying to kind of create this sort of New England backwoods kind of accent, so they've they've stuck to that style, and it's really nice that that because you know that they did that because that gives it this lovely link back to the original story in a really kind of tangible way. It's almost like you're reading. It's almost like Lovecraft could have written this as as the sort yes. of follow up story, and they've just taken this as an excerpt from it. And I really. I really appreciate the way that they uh, they did that. That's really quite nice. So then we, we turn up and we, uh, there's no kind of ride into it. We've got to go to bed, apparently. 
It's like, <laughs> when we're too tired for anything, uh, it's kind of got to go to bed and get up in the morning and start. So that kind of makes a mockery of having an extra doom for being delayed on the way to Dunwich. All it would have meant was you slept a little bit less. You know, that's such a good point that, you know, we've talked about this sense of urgency and there's things have got to be done sooner rather than later and there's a doom on. But when we get there at this place that we know, like, we know that this place has bad shit gone down in the past. No, oh, we're just going to uh, just going to sort of have a good night's sleep and then, <laughs> and then kind of maybe maybe time moved a bit slower in the nineteen twenties, Kevling. Maybe that's why. Yeah, know. yeah. Maybe that extra doom just reflects you've had a little bit of a deprived night's sleep, <laughs> yeah. so uh, you've not had as much rest as you could have done. Yes. So you've started in a little a little bit of a setback. Yes, yeah. Perhaps. I don't know. But it's. I mean, it does set up the classic. <laughs> Uh, thing that you wake up and the people who've brought you know who are there to you know sort of show you around have disappeared and everybody's so everybody's gone everybody's gone so i mean it gives you the motivation to then go oh they've gone we better go and find out what's happened to them um yeah yeah let's go and have a wander but, yeah. but why couldn't they i mean again you know why couldn't you just have turned up and they not be there and they were supposed to pick you up and so you go looking for, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder why mm. they had to have this, um, you know, you've got to go to bed and then, <laughs> and then you get up. I suppose it gives you the backstory that there are other people that have gone missing. It's not yeah. just them two that have gone missing. There yes. are others, and which is your um, potential sacrifices deck, which we'll be talking yes. about in a moment. Yes, yes, interesting. So that's the sort of the, 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 the setup. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So then in terms of the mechanical setup, hmm. um, we've got um, almost a completely... There are so many random elements to this setup, hmm. it's pretty unique, I think, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's like it's true. Yeah, it's like almost completely random, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only, the only thing that's standard is there's the village commons in the middle, yep. and there are five out of the six locations in play. Mm. One of them is left out at random. And also there's two different versions of each of those locations as well. So mm. maybe I should have sat and worked out how many permutations there are. But uh, yes, I'm, I'm not doing it live on a podcast, that's for sure. A lot, a lot. You probably have to play it... A lot. Yes, you probably have to play it 30 times or more, I reckon, to even attempt to cover all the possible combinations. I mean, it's, it, it, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. And then in addition to it being... F- a random choice of two out of five randomly selected locations out of six, Mm. you then put the hidden chamber and the key at random under two of those locations and then the top three encounter cards Mm. under three others. So that's another element of randomization. So it's random as to which locations are in play, it's random as to which version of those locations are in play, and then it's random about which of those locations we need to investigate to make progress. Yeah, which is a great way to reflect the idea that you you know you don't know this place, uh, yes. and you're sort of yeah. you know, and unlike say, um, unlike um, Miskatonic Museum, yeah. there's no way of gaming it that you've got no hint as to which of those locations you need to investigate. In Mister Miskatonic, we knew yeah. that the um, 
the the the, uh, the room we were looking for was was definitely going to be one of the last three, yes. so we could skip the first three if necessary. Yes. But yeah, there's no gaming it here. You have got to go and check out each location until you find the two things you're looking for. Yes, and I remember the first time I played it, I think the key and the location were the last <laughs> places I went, <laughs> and that was solo. And I think that's the only. I, I mean, I like that sort of completely random element. It's never the same. You don't know where things are. Like you say, you can't game them. And that reflects the story really nicely. The problem is it tends to um, it tends to make solo play harder, I think. I think, it, you know, because there's a possibility that solo play, you know, you really don't find something till the very end. And when you're playing solo, that's that's really quite difficult. And particularly if you add which we'll get into in a second, is that sub-locations auto-generate enemies as well. It's quite punishing for a solo player, I think, this scenario. I think. Yeah, yes, you can be. Unless, like we say, the random element is on your side. Yeah, you just happen to you happen to get the key in... I mean, it's possible you happen to get the key in the, 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 the hidden room, the hidden chamber, literally in the first two locations, and it's happy days. Uh so so you know that that's just that's just once you know this scenario you know you you've got different expectations anyway but yes it does make it you know for a solo player it's it's uh, you you probably want to move through the locations as fast as possible and maybe then think about getting the clues because i think when i played it the first time true solo i was like picking up the clues and rather than you know trying to you know, move around as much as I could. I don't know. It's quite hard. So, yeah. Mm. And then, in terms of the agenda and the act that's in play, obviously we've got Agenda One A: Strange Disappearances. That's basically telling you that yep. we know some. That we've had this string of disappearances. We need to find out where they are. Mm. But then, Act One A simply says objective when you enter the hidden chamber advance <laughs> oh right okay so it's they're all in the hidden chamber are they right brilliant thanks <laughs> yeah it sort of no, tells no, you there's really. no sense of deduction or investigation there <laughs> yeah okay there is a hidden chamber in one of these buildings we have got to find yeah it. <laughs> it's really interesting you bring that up because in later campaigns they sort of say you'll know what to do when it arises yes yeah it doesn't tell you it just sort of says don't worry you'll you'll find out what you're supposed to do you, yeah. you sort of trust the process you will you will you will know what to do when the time comes whereas in this one it just in tells fact you. they've already done that on this campaign haven't they they did that on um the miskatonic university wasn't it where oh, there was the yeah. three different objectives wasn't there and it says when you find you know yes you, it, it, it was you had to find out whether you were saving the students or finding was it the solution or I can't remember the other two, but yeah, it, that was the same thing, wasn't it? So it's not as though it was something they introduced later. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, just just, just a little a little bit of a quirk there that just doesn't feel quite right narratively. Yeah, I suppose because there's there's two things you've got to get. Um, it's not like you can go, oh, you find this key and you don't know what it's for. Or you find this room, but you yeah. can't unlock it. You know what I mean? For some yes. reason, they, yeah. they made this decision. I don't know. I guess you've got to find two I things, guess, you know. 
guess it's finding the two things mm. then lets you be able to do that. Yep. Um, um, yeah, because you, you find a key, mm. and I think I think you put it in play, don't you, as soon as you find the key. Yes. And, and with the chamber, there's text on it saying it's unrevealed, it's classed as unrevealed, or you can't enter it unless you've got the key. I think you attach the key to the chamber to, yes. to signify that it's unlocked, don't you, I think? And yes. that's, that's the point. It, you, can, yeah. you can enter it. Yeah, it says that... So it does sort of explain it there. It's just that that giveaway there, you need to find it, go into the hidden chamber. Yes. Yep. It just didn't didn't feel right to me. <laughs> yeah, it's got key to the chamber. If the hidden chamber is connected to like a to, yeah, um, the tarnished silver key was hidden and kept safe out of sight. It must lead to somewhere important. See, it's interesting. The text actually doesn't say, "Oh, it's the hidden chamber key." You know, there's a great big there's a great big right. um, label on it going the hidden chamber. <laughs> it's just like, oh, this is an important key. But um, so there's a bit of a disconnect between what I think the story's trying to say, which is, oh, that's a key. I wonder what that's for. But, oh, there's this place that we can't get into. And then it's sort of, you know, making the connection. As a as a player, you know what you've got to do. So there's a sort of a dissonance between the knowledge that the player has versus their character in the, in the game, so to yes. speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. True. In that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but still, I think I think what what this scenario does really well, and I understand why people like this scenario so much, is it does a good job of that feeling of searching, looking, and in a way the and we'll get into the specifics of the locations. In a way, the village itself is a is an enemy. The village itself is what you're sort of fighting against as much as the humans or the the animals you know what i mean it's it's like everything is against yes. you and it's it, i think they do a really good job of, of kind of bringing that idea to life that you really are in a very hostile place um that nobody wants you to be there including the yeah the some of the um the encounter cards relay that as well mm. like there's the dunwich one specifically there's on hallowed country you you cannot play allies and any allies you've got yep. You, you treat them as blank, so it's like it's really like you are not welcome here. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Things like that. So I think that's really nice the way that they and, and and the picture itself on the act. You know, this 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 poor hapless investigators walking around with a lantern, looking nothing, not very comfortable. <laughs> you know, because you just think at any moment something bad's going to happen, and uh, so I think think they do a really good job with that. Yeah. Yeah. So like you say, you set everything out. It's completely random. You start at the village commons uh, and you've really... And, and the thing is, it's not hard to know what you've got to do. You've got to kind of get around these locations and and try and find out what's going on. And, and the mechanic is that there's these... Um, you've got three encounter cards and the key in the chamber hidden under each yep. of the locations, each of the randomised locations, shall I say, because the village commons doesn't get one. Yep. Um, but you have to actually clear all the clues on each location to be able to reveal that hidden card. So it is um, it is now narratively that fits in. You are you are investigating each location, and once you've found all the clues, you can then see whether there was anything hidden there after all. Yeah, exactly. Or you've just been ambushed. Exactly. <laughs> I know we talked about in the last you know Essex that you know that they were using the clues to stop you just running down the. The, the the train to the end, but it didn't feel 
it didn't feel like it was really about discovering clues per se whereas this feels like you're absolutely searching you're absolutely looking and trying yes. to find what what's going on so it feels like you say very much aligned with the narrative much much more closely in that way yeah so these uh these locations are fantastic there and i think a lot of them actually are referred to in the original story at least in passing and what i like about all these locations is that they've used a lot of the text from again from the um from the original story so again there's this really nice connection which gives it this lovely additional level of of of, of um flavor i think to the text because um oh you said the podcast name ah! you said the podcast name <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> ding 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 and and, and village comments for yeah yeah i try i try and get that in every single time if, if i can <laughs> yes um like the the village com in fact the village commons one i think has two it's like on both sides, it's got different... Oh, yeah, um, it has, isn't it? Yeah. So on, on the unrevealed side, it just says the sparsely scattered houses wear a surprisingly uniform aspect of age, squalor, and dilapidation. And then on the other side, it's hard to prevent the impression of a faint malign odour about the village street as of the massed mould and decay of centuries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so Lovecraftian, isn't it? That's so fantastic. So they, they, it's really nice the way they use that text from the original story to sort of bring to life how horrible this this village actually is. <laughs> yes. One thing I also noticed looking at the locations mm. is unlike one of the things we discussed on Essex was how um, how swingy the whole scenario can be depending yep. on how. Um, the randomness of the carriages mm. at least on this one every single random pair has the same number of clues so there's yes. no difference in the number of tests you've got to do to get through it yep. but there are made some minor changes in difficulty it goes up or down by one perhaps yeah um or, or there's some other function on the on, on the card that makes it more difficult um so it's it's, it's a lot less swingy and it's it's more standardised, I suppose, because it is exactly the same number of clues for Bishop's Brook, yes. depending on which version you get, Yep. as an example. All of the matched pairs are the same quantity of clues. Yeah, and we saw that with Miskatonic Museum as well, didn't we? That for some reason, some of the locations would had different numbers of clues. Uh, I think we saw mm. it with the... What were the... What are the... Uh, what are they called? The... Uh, the secu security office and the other one, the other office, we we saw that depending on which version you got, there was different numbers of clues or something, and we would we couldn't work out why why that would be. You know, why would you take the same location? Yes, you've got a random one, but why would you? Yeah, get it was the admin office. Admin yeah, office. there was one clue on one version and two Around clues the on the other. Yeah, which um, I'm glad they. It feels fairer if, yeah, sure, change the effects, but it feels a little bit fairer yes. to have the same number of clues on a particular location, I suppose. 
because it is random. Yeah, no, I was going to say, it's, it's, there's no swinginess in that no. you could have a version that's one shroud and a version that's four shroud. They all only appear to be they're either the same or just one different from each other. It's like two and three or one and two. A, 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 exactly, and the, the higher shroud one tends to be a little bit easier on the investigators. The lower shroud one tends to be a bit more challenging. So that feels fair, I suppose, because, you know it's about sort of turn efficiency and things like that um mm. but you know in a situation where you have you know randomness and you had different numbers of clues you could have situations where you get a lot fewer clues which in this scenario would be a benefit um or yes. get more clues uh which would which would disadvantage you as well so it's good that they like you say they balance that out in that. and in fairness i think they had to based on how things change once the hidden chamber comes into play yes let's be tourists and let's do a let's take people on a stroll through the wonderful village of Dunwich. <laughs> 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 because uh the village commons we can resign here can't we that's 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 nice and thoughtful this is isn't it suicide we're better <laughs> off hiding out the night hiding out the night we've just been to sleep and just woke up <laughs> That's right. Let's have another sleep. Let, let's just. Let, in fact, let's not do anything. Let's Maybe just we sleep the whole day. That's right. Let's let's just avoid everything and be unconscious. And when we wake up in two weeks' time, it'll all be over. One way or the other. Oh, we'll never wake up. It was up. all a dream. It was all a dream. Yeah, funny. Um, and uh, I guess there's what's what's the next location? If you if we're starting at the village commons, yeah. we can stroll to the. Where can we stroll to from there? Right, I'm looking at just in in the order they are on Arkham yes. DB. Yeah. So the first one I've got is Bishop's Brook. Ah, yes, yes. Um, yeah, uh, and and the uh, unrevealed flavour text. I've said it now. Ding ding. <laughs> one dreads to trust the tenebrous tunnel of the bridge. Yet there is no way to avoid it. <laughs> Did you have to look up the word tenebrous or tenebrous? Did you have to look um, that up? I I I, uh, I I it's one of those words that I always have a guess as to what it means, and I've never looked it up. So, uh, did you? Well, luckily, my note I, I take notes on my Apple iPad, and you can literally highlight a word and look it up. So it makes it uh, very yeah, easy. Look up to Nebris. and and it's the kind of thing that Lovecraft used all the time. Was these words tenebrous or tenebrous is dark, shadowy, and obscure. Apparently, carefully. <laughs> Right, there you go. Yes, so that's what it is. It's sort of a dark, dark tunnel, basically. And, you, and you've got that on the picture as well, haven't yeah. you? You're sort of having to go underneath this dark, foreboding bridge to get to another part of the uh, yeah. of the town. It looks like the church is there in the distance and uh, a couple of other things. Looks like it's got all sorts of birds flying around it. Ah, yes, there'll be some whistleblowers, no doubt. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and then this first version of Bishop's Brook, it's a shroud of three with two clues. Mm. Each enemy at Bishop's Brook deals an extra horror when it's attacking. Mm. And then, as with all of the other locations, you can you can draw the encounter card once you've revealed yeah. or once you've discovered all of the clues. Yes. Um, yes. And that's like a free trigger action. Yep. It's not a trigger, a player window yes. action. Interesting that this is a fixed number of clues as well, isn't it? Um, it is. Yeah, I think three of the locations are fixed and three of them are based on the number of lo number of um, investigators. I, can't, I can understand why they did it that way because they want 
a minimum number of clues on the hidden chamber, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas if you were solo play, it, it, it might be a bit bit lower. Although, to be fair, that might have been better for people in solo play to have a fewer number of clues, I suppose. But anyway, so yeah. Um, so yeah, walking under the train station or the train line to get to Bishop's Brook. Um, yeah, and then... The second version of Bishop's Brook, it's the same shroud and number of clues, mm. but the ability there is as if there is an investigator at Bishop's Brook, other investigators cannot enter Bishop's Brook. Yeah. Yes. So that's injury. I don't think we've seen that before, where only one person could be in a location. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it much since either. No, I was going to say, it's not something that pops up. I'm thinking in the Forgotten Age, there's some locations in 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 you know sort of underground and things that you can you know like whether it's a narrow right, tunnel yes, or yes. something that you, you i'm trying to remember i think you, you can only have one person there or something um yeah it's not something they've done very much is it no it isn't it isn't i mean you can almost understand it if it's a narrow tunnel mm. that you're having to go through but the picture doesn't look like that unless yeah that's really zoomed in but yeah yeah yeah, I'll, I'll give him that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you want to take burned ruins? Yes, the burned ruins. The burned ruins. Burned. Yes. So um, this one here, uh, again, we've got a, another quote from the Dunwich Horror. <laughs> it is not reassuring to see on a closer glance that most of the houses are deserted and falling to ruin. <laughs> <laughs> which is rather amusing that's typical lovecraft you know tell you know so rather than spending time mm. sort of making you feel oh boy i wouldn't want to have a closer glance he's he tells you you know what i mean he tells you what to think uh you know and and so the burn druids yeah, is no yeah. exception there so this one um the, the two versions one's a one's a higher shroud three shroud they've both got three clues on it so again a fixed number of clues uh, the high shroud one. Uh, each enemy in the burned ruins gets plus one evade. Um, and now the lower shroud version with two shroud. If you fail a skill test while investigating the burned ruins, flip one clue token on the burned ruins to its doom side. So it's that kind of idea. So, um, and that can actually be a benefit, can't it? Because that can actually help you get the um, the, the card that's underneath more quickly which i think we found when we did our practice yeah, last that, week. that's right i mean you sort of it's a trade-off right so you i mean this is not like essex county you've got a bit more time with the doom so if you're running fairly fast you're right you might actually deliberately and if you're running um so you the character that that you're playing is uh, stella you might actually want to fail yeah, <laughs> because which is, which is actually what happened to yeah, us, isn't it? Right. I was Stella. I walked into this location, yes. failed the investigate, and I had a look what I found. Yep. So one of the clues turned to a doom, and I picked up the other two, and then one revealed, revealed the encounter card in one action. Yeah, yeah. So like, but obviously, by having a doom, you've lost an entire turn potentially, depending on when it happened. Yeah, yeah. So that's the burn. Unless you're in the witching hour, in which case it didn't really matter, matter. anyway. Exactly. So yeah. yeah, that's the burned ruins. Yeah. Um, also, it's almost a double benefit there as well, because that's also one less clue to be moved to um, the hidden chamber in the next phase as well. Yes. Yeah. So you could. Um, 
you could potentially game things a little bit by actually trading off the doom for the clues, possibly. Mm, maybe. Yeah, depending on how yeah, fast... Yeah, depending on the number of players, yeah. it's, it's, it's robbing you of that many multiples of three actions, isn't it? One doom, mm. really. Taking an entire turn off, off you. Yeah, yeah. So... Might be better for a solo player. Yes, yes, possibly. Yeah. yeah. So there you go, there's the... Okay, so... Um, Shall I take the yeah, next one? Yeah, That's yeah. Osborne's General Store. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, our flavour text there is from the air of hushed fright at Osborne's store, they knew something hideous had happened. I don't know about yeah. you, but this looks like a bit of a fire hazard, this Osborne's General Store. <laughs> <laughs> They've not done their health and safety risk assessment, no. have they? <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Right, so the first version of it is two shrouds and it's one clue per investigator. Mm. Um, and it's got the rule that you cannot gain resources while you're in Osborne's general store. So it's relatively easy to investigate because mm. it's only a two, but you're not going to be getting any resources mm. during upkeep or, or through any other method. Mm. And then the second version, uh, it's a higher shroud again, but so it's a three shroud, but still one clue per investigator. But as an action here, you can spend a resource to search the top three cards for an item and add it to your hand. Mm. So uh, you get an extra benefit there, which will cost you an action. So I guess that's why it's a little bit more difficult to investigate, mm. because you could actually get something out of it while you're there. never understood why you can go to the general store from the village commons, but you can't, tra- you can't go from the general store back to the village commons. Mm. I mean, I know in some scenarios it sort of makes sense that you could only go one way. For example, yeah, yeah. It, like like from the balcony. Yes, I was saying, exactly, in, um, exactly. Because <laughs> yes, uh, you ain't climbing back up on the balcony if you've jumped down. Uh, probably because you've you know twisted. Maybe your ankle. maybe it's a one way street, and we're uh, we're we're very uh, law abiding citizens. Yeah, it just it just feels a bit arbitrary. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, it is what it is, but it's uh, a bit strange. It may... There is... um, Perhaps it's something to do with um, some of the encounter cards drop you at the central location, so maybe it's just to force you to take a certain path. Yeah. Or I think there's certain enemies spawn at that central location as well, so maybe it's to force you to get back to that location. Yeah, I don't know why, but like you say, it is what it is. I mean, it's, it's not a big deal anyway. It's not like people go, oh, I've got to run back to the village commons and resign. You know, it's not, not, it's not a big problem, but it's just, just interesting that they, they did it that way. Hmm. Okay, do you want to do congregational church? Yes, yes, I will. Congregational church. A bit of a longer text here from, from our friend HP. I myself did not more than a fortnight ago catch a very plain discourse of evil powers in the hill behind my house wherein there were a rattling and a rolling, groaning, screeching and hissing, such as no things of this earth could raise up. Congregational church, and here we... They're both pretty low shroud, shroud of two and shroud of one. The two shroud location, they've both got one clue for investigator. You can um, choose and discard a card from your hand to get two resources, if you so wish. Uh, and the other one, though, is one of these locations where it will insta-spawn a enemy. So after the congregational church is revealed, search the encounter deck for a humanoid enemy and spawn it at the village commons. Shuffle the encounter deck. So a humanoid enemy could be one of the 
um, I guess, O'Banion gang if you wanted, or it could be one of these many servants of many mouths, I suppose. Yes. Could be another one. So it's one of those locations where a, an enemy has to be spawned. Uh, if you happen to get that version, it's a little bit easier to investigate, but you end up with a an enemy hanging around as a consequence. We've got House in the Reeds I've got next. Uh, even the locals stay away from this half-sunken hovel. <laughs> it's not, not kind of a real estate really advertising, is, is yeah, it? <laughs> when you look at the picture, it's sort of half-falling into the swamp or something, it looks like. It makes me wonder why you'd bother... Split yeah, down you'd bother even going there. <laughs> it looks like you've got yeah. to swim to it. Wow. <laughs> Maybe maybe you you paddle over using that floating barrel, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, first version. It's uh, shroud of two again. One clue per investigator. Mm-hmm. Uh, while you are in the house of reeds, you cannot play events. Mm. Uh, whereas the other version is only a shroud of one, uh, but that has a forced after the house of reeds is revealed. Reveal uh, search the, the deck for a night gaunt and spawn that in the village commons. So, depending on the randomness of the events, mm. you could have two um, two enemies spawning in the village commons. Yes, uh, which might be one reason why you, it, it sort of will direct you back that way, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, or you could end up with none again, depending on the randomness. Yeah, we didn't get out. Uh, and then, again, like like you said, it, the easiest one mm. gives you the enemy. Yes, as a sort of a compensation yes it is um <laughs> but i mean a night gaunt i'm assuming it's a hunting night gaunt is is a real pain to have flying around chasing you down so um because to deal with a hunting night gaunt what that usually takes at least a couple of turns i would have thought wouldn't it usually uh yeah it's three fight four health yeah one evade yes and it's that nasty one where when you're evading him, you have to double the negatives yes. so, that you draw out of the chaos bag. So, yeah, it can be a bit of a pain. Exactly. Whereas the difference here is we're talking literally a difference of one shroud. So it feels like getting the night gaunt is a bit worse. Yeah. But, you know, like yeah. I think I'd rather have the two shroud. Um and not get the night gaunt than the other one. Yeah, and just not be able to play events. Just, yeah, I mean, with with the larger card pool, a two shroud location isn't really much trouble. No. Whereas maybe back in the early days of Dunwich, yeah, yeah, it was more of a challenge, perhaps. Yeah, like if you were playing Agnes or someone, perhaps I don't know, it might have been more of a challenge. You're right. Whereas these days, with you know six cents and things, it would be fairly straightforward. You're right. Yeah. Yep. 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 Does that leave the schoolhouse? Right. It does. Yes. Oh, but I tell you what, when it comes to uh, education uh, provision, this this one really is down the down the list, Kevling. With its crumbling rooftop <laughs> and rat in, rat infested walls, this is hardly even a house, let alone a schoolhouse. <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> yes. You could hardly even call this a house, never mind a school. Yes. It. it, it <laughs> There's no whiteboard or blackboard, so I don't know how they managed to convey information in, in, in this schoolroom, that's for sure. And what's that in the middle? Is that like a heater down the centre? Yeah, it looks like some sort of stove, doesn't it? <laughs> that's right. With a collapsed chimney, it looks like. <laughs> yes. Well, there we go. It doesn't look like anyone's actually been here learning anything for quite a while. 
Um, and uh, well, this is a horrible location for for getting clues. Uh, there's only one clue here, mercifully. Is it my turn to read it out? I forget. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, but it's a four shroud. So um, one version is you cannot discover clues except by investigating. So you can't use you know testless you know versions. Yeah. So you can't find there's not you won't find an intel report on this schoolhouse. I guess that's what they're saying. <laughs> and um, there's no wandering in and going look what yeah. I found. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And um, the other one just says, while you're at the schoolhouse, you cannot commit skill cards to the skill tests. So uh, again, you would that's that's actually quite tough because then you would need a fairly high intellect to do that one. Yeah, yeah. And with it being a four shroud yes. location, you could end up being that's the one location that you really need to investigate because you know it's the last one yeah. and the key or the chamber is behind it. And whatever you do, you cannot beat that test. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. So, what do you do if you were playing, say, solo, or not even solo, and the best intellect you have is, I suppose, three. I suppose would be normal. You be you could be here for quite quite a while. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That that wow. That's quite rough, actually. It is, isn't it? Mm. And both versions remove a way of you trying to get that clue by other means. Yeah, yes. You know, either by boosting your, your, your skill test or by using some other card effect. So if you had your ideal scenario, which which of these locations would you prefer wasn't there? Ooh. For the schoolhouse specifically? No, any of them. I'm, I'm talking about all of them. I mean, I think the schoolhouse is probably yeah. the one you'd probably prefer not to see i'd say because of that reason yeah with it being the four shroud yeah. that is the only four shroud location if yep. i remember right yeah yeah I think all the others are one two and three yeah yeah so um but on the other hand it is only one test yes. so you only have to yeah it's it's a difficult one i suppose it's finely balanced really isn't it mm. and if or, if you're someone like you, um oh uh what's what's a name where she can pull multiple um you know tokens from the chaos bag that kind of thing um you know you can there's other ways to get around it as well um you know there, there's other sort there of are now but less so back then <laughs> yes exactly exactly so that was quite a yeah quite tough actually um mm. hmm. I, the thing but, i but again it's a one in five chat one in six chance of that one being in in play and then it's a one in five chance of it having or two out of five Two out of six, I can't remember. Yeah, chance of it having the uh, yes. one of the hidden things behind it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess the odds are in your favour, really. Yes, yes. A little bit. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The thing I like about these locations is that it really does bring the village to life. I think it's really nice. That it feels, it feels, it feels like a a, a place. I mean, not a pleasant place, but it feels like a place. It feels foreboding. It's nice the way they've used the flavor text to bring it to life by linking it to the original story. So I think this scenario does a really, really good job of, of you feeling like you're trudging around a desolate village trying to work out what mm. you're supposed, you know, what, trying to find the, the clues and work out what you're supposed to do. It's, I think it does a really good job of that. 
And we've talked about the key of the chamber. Mm. Um, I suppose we ought to mention the hidden chamber itself oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, it's got the subtitle Prison of the Beast, so if that's not foreboding, <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> so when you reveal the hidden chamber, you put it into play. Mm. Uh, it's connected to where you are, uh, wherever you found it, but it's locked unless you've found the key. Yep. Uh, but again, it has no clues for now. Mm. And I suppose that's when we go back to the act in the agenda, isn't it? Yeah, I was, I was going to say, isn't there a Metallica, Metallica album called The Hidden Chamber, Prison of the Beast? If, 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 <laughs> if it does not, there should there be. Should be. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's very metal, isn't it? It's very metal, that, 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 that name. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so now sad as I am I actually sat and did the maths here as to how many clues could be on the hidden chamber when that act advances wow. or the agenda advances yep. so it was the act wasn't it Yeah. so act 1A is enter the hidden chamber mm. and what you do then is you reveal and any locations that haven't been revealed yep. you reveal yep. so obviously that would make all the clues appear yep and then you move all of those clues, plus the ones you've already discovered, mm. onto the hidden chamber. Mm. Uh, and then we've basically got two ways of advancing then, haven't we? We either defeat Silas or there aren't any clues. Yes. So I was thinking as well, mm. surely the, depending on the pattern of the random locations... Mm. It may be that you've had to investigate all of those locations to get all of those clues so you could find the key and the hidden chamber. Yep. And then all those clues go back again onto the hidden chamber and you've got to invest, you've got to do them all a second time. Yes. Yep. So if so I think I was thinking that probably if 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 the two lo if you were had the lucky scenario where mm. you find the chamber and the key straight away, mm. you've only had to investigate two Yep. locations worth of clues yes. and then you have to do them all on the chamber so that's probably the best option for going for the clues is if you've done it early yep whereas if you've done if it was the last location that revealed the hidden chamber <laughs> you've had to investigate maybe well a, well a huge number something like nine clues in total for a one player game up to 18 clues in total for a yep. two player game a four player game sorry Yes. Um, but once you so well, once you remove the one location, it's between six and eight for a one player, and up to between fourteen and seventeen clues for a four player, mm. and depending on which location got removed. Right, and that doesn't, and possibly one or two more, depending on how many cultist tokens you pull. Because I think each. Uh, yes, yeah. yes. Well, if you fail, sorry, you've got to fail. So if you pull a yeah, cultist yeah. token and you fail, you get an extra clue. And maybe less one as well if you've done that doom flipped to a clue flipped to a doom thing in the yeah. in the schoolhouse or wherever yeah. it was. Not the schoolhouse, the church, I think it was. Do any of the encounter yes. encounter cards add? Oh yes, yeah, strange signs. So. The strange signs in case. Yeah, you drop one of your clues there, so you could have to investigate that a second time. Yeah. Oh no! If so if, we, it, if you fail, add one clue from the token pool to your location. Two clues instead. Yeah. So you actually have to add extra clues. If it's three or four players. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So there's a hell of a lot of investigating in this scenario. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Particularly if you want to take that option in the hidden chamber. Obviously, you can just go and 
beat seven bells out of um, out of Silas if you want yes. and forget about the clues. And, <laughs> and how do you interpret the clues being there? Because up to now, uh, you know, when you're getting clues, you're rummaging around in these locations, you know, looking for things. Once they're all in the hidden chamber, what what are you looking? Are you looking? You're looking for something, or you've got a bit of dissonance there, haven't you? In the, mm. the resolution two and three. I mean, obviously, I'm stepping ahead there, mm. but if you if you if you take the option of investigating or discovering all the clues, yes. then it depends whether you've got the Necronomicon or not as to whether you do resolution two or resolution three. Mm. If you don't have the Necronomicon. The narrative is, you know, you've been scratching around and you managed to find something on some pieces of paper. And that kind of makes sense yes. with discovering all the clues. Whereas if you have the Necronomicon in your bag all along, <laughs> yes. that doesn't quite fit in with the investigation side of things. Unless it's you frantically going through all the pages of the Necronomicon Con. to find the right yeah. incantation. Which, 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 you know, I know perhaps. that... Maybe that's it. That's probably it, because I don't think the Necronomicon's known for sort of having a nice index, you know, with... Uh... <laughs> Glossary of terms. Glossary of terms. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I don't get the feeling it's like that. So possibly that's 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 about right, actually. So um, so the um, I mean that's where we get to with the the act. We 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 get that key and we we move forward. It's interesting what the the the, the text says because it's fine. You find your way into the hidden chamber where you believe the missing folk are being held, but the horrors that confront you there fray the edges of your sanity. Bound by chains in the secluded corner of the room is an unspeakable creature with the face of a man. It wheezes and wrestles to free itself as it notices your entrance. The many mouths covering the creature's body are covered in blood and gristles of meat, as though it were feeding had been feeding recently, which suggests it's been feeding on somebody. With a hideous croak, the creature mm. speaks with seven mouths set. Then it lurches forward as though to grab you, and several of the chains snap. So that immediately tells you that if it's Seth, then the bishops, Seth Bishop and Seth and Silas Bishop, have clearly succumbed to the curse. They've, the curse that was on Wilbur and his, you know, mm. father has now passed on um, to them, and they sort of they they now have sort of taken that over um, in that way. So, yes, yeah, so it's it's like whatever the curse was has has been passed on. And sorry, just looking at the reverse of Act 2A, it actually does talk about what I was saying. Despite the danger, you brave the beast's horrifying presence and investigate further before killing it. Yes. So I guess that does sort of cover you. You're either flicking through the page of the Necronomicon or you are rummaging around in the room to find something. Yes. Some information. Yes. And it's been written by Seth oh, Bishop as well. So he's been writing stuff. So even though he was undecayed and relatively free of things in the original clearly he's succumbed to the um mm. you know to whatever it is. nice feeding pattern as well you know mm. we'll start off with tomatoes then maybe some small game <laughs> and maybe a cow <laughs> yeah. and then oh let's go straight from cow to human sacrifices yep <laughs> yeah. yeah it's interesting the horrifying detail tomatoes and then small games like ah <laughs> oh, okay it's it's good to know that if you ever need to feed some horrific creature from another dimension Start with tomatoes. 
Yeah. Italian <laughs> Italian food is the place to start, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's quite good. And uh, on Seth uh, Bishop, who's uh, massive and looks like a sort of a interesting picture, horrible picture, but uh, this again, the what walked on the mountains that May night? What rude mass horror fastens itself on the world in half-human flesh and blood was from H.P. Lovecraft. I had to look up what rude mass meant as well, um, uh, which was very obscure, I have to say, Kevling. Uh, even once yeah, I it's not it up, something I'm familiar with. I missed that piece of text. It, actually, when I looked it up, it was no better. Rude mass is an ancient um, rite celebrating uh, the crucifixion of Jesus, I think is the what rude mass means so right, why yeah, I, why i just looked it up as well and it's talking about rude it means a crucifix yes. especially one positioned above a rude screen of a church or on a beam over the entrance to the chancel yeah so i suppose he's trying to be sort of it's sort of blasphemous in some way i suppose but it, it, mm. again it's very it's very hp lovecraft it doesn't it doesn't sound particularly horrific because it's so obscure what the hell he's talking about. So, <laughs> I actually work with somebody with the surname of Rude, spelt like that as well. Oh, so there now you I can go. tell him his name means crucifix. There, there you go. go. Rather than R U D E. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought yes. it was something like, you know, basic or, you know, you know, like they say mm. something is is rude, not in terms of being, you know, uh, someone's being rude to you, but rude as in basic or un unrefined, but yeah, it's not, yeah. not that at all. So, yes, there we go. So, so that gets us to where we need to be from the act, but it's a bit more complicated than that, isn't it? Because there's been something else going is, go, going on while <laughs> we've been forwarding the act deck. Something that's quite important, I think. <laughs> Definitely, yes. Um, so, as we. I, I, we didn't actually touch on this at the beginning. We, we, we did touch on it, that we mentioned that there is this sacrifice deck, but we didn't actually talk about what it was. Um, so at the beginning of the game, you set up this deck of potential sacrifices. So there's going to be between two and five in there, depending on how you've played the previous scenario. So you'll always have Sawyer and Watley in there, who were the two people that went missing in the introduction when you woke up. Uh, but then you'll either have, you could potentially have Armitage, um, which is if you've got Resolution 4 on either of the first scenarios. And you could also have Rice or Morgan, dep again, depending on how well you did in scenarios 1A and 1B as to whether you were able to rescue them or not. So chances are you'll have one or the other, because I think you can only rescue one, um, if I remember right. Um, so the chances are the other one are, is going to be in this potential sacrifice deck. Or even both of them. Um, so potentially three, four, yeah. Exactly. And then on top of that, you you can draw encounter cards that can add to the, the that as well, can't you? Yes. Yeah, you just make sure you're not playing Pete <laughs> in this scenario. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, otherwise, you could lose Duke. You can literally have Duke sacrifice and not have him for the. I mean, you might as well give up right there, right? Because without Duke, yeah, it's what is it? It's the kidnapped test, isn't it? Yeah. Kidnapped encounter card, yeah, which is um, 
was it willpower or evade test of four? Yes. So it's not even an easy test. No. And if you fail, an ally in play gets kidnapped. Yes. Yeah, like I said, that's bad news for Duke, that is. Yes, I saw a, I saw a, a rather amusing entry on uh, Ar- the Arkham Horror Card Game Facebook page. I think someone was saying, who's a great investigator to play solo through Dunwich? And someone had just put Duke. Like... Not, <laughs> not, not Ashcan Pete. Just Duke. You know, Duke is actually the <laughs> is the person you want to play. <laughs> I might be misremembering it, but isn't one of the achievements on the Return to Dunwich Legacy to play as Ashcan and get Duke kidnapped and yeah. still finish the campaign? Oh, probably I think, something yeah. like that. I tell you what, he, <laughs> Ashcan is nothing without Duke, though. I mean, he really. Oh, you may as well just give up, haven't you? Yes. Give up, give up, and start again. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um... <laughs> oh, poor Duke. Yes. Poor Duke. Yeah, I can. Well, maybe poor Ashcan yes, without him. Exactly. The other yeah. person is Leo. You know, Leo relies on allies. Oh yeah. So you, you know, he's also somebody who, uh, who, who could potentially you could end up because with Leo you've got allies to burn, right? You could, end, uh, you could end up with uh, quite a big. Uh, sacrifice deck because there are three I think three of them kidnapped uh, so you can imagine three, three kidnaps yes so you could you could actually end up with quite a sizable number of people uh, to be sacrificed so and I think what happens is is that right each agenda somebody gets stuck underneath the agenda deck don't they um, it, it, dep- it depends how many sacrifices are in the deck right. so that first one it says if there's three or more then you choose one of them. But obviously, if you've done really well and there's only two in that deck to start with anyway... You're fine. Uh, actually, I don't think there ever could be two, could there? Because, like we said, you can only ever rescue Morgan or yes, Rice. Or you can't rescue them both. Correct. So there would have so, to yeah, be... So, yeah, so there will always be three. So yes. yes. Maybe there is some really obscure combination of events that lets you only have two, but I can't think what they are. Maybe. I'm, I'm sure the internet will tell us... In, in their infinite wisdom, <laughs> the 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 thing is there though that if there's only three, then the chances are it's going to be one of the Dunwich people rather than one of your investigators, which is quite important hmm. ultimately. Yeah. So so the quicker you get through it, the better, quite frankly, because each time the agenda advances, it's it's a it's um. There's two things: the longer you take, the more people get sacrificed. And also, the more likely you're going to get these kidnapped um, encounter cards, which uh, you really don't want to draw if you can possibly help it. Because, like you say, a test of four um, willpower or four agility is not insignificant. That's pretty pretty high. So, and I guess this mechanism of putting one of these potential sacrifices under the agenda there is the act of that person getting fed to um, Silas. Yes, yes. Because no matter what happens in the, at the end of the scenario, even if you completely win everything, whoever is under the agenda is gone. gone. They've been munched. So, yeah, you, you've, you've really got to be quick if you don't want to lose anybody. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So like you say, getting those clues as quickly as possible and getting finding that hidden chamber and that key is absolutely critical because uh, literally uh, you, you can find yourself losing all your allies. They've all been gobbled up, basically. Yeah. 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 
Uh, and that's how the agenda progresses, isn't it? Agenda 2A is the same. Yep. It's a sixth threshold. And again, another potential sacrifice goes. Agenda 3A is a seven. Mm. Um, but then the B side of that is, that's it. Everyone has to immediately resign. At least, I mean, you're not you're not defeated. No. You're not killed. You're not insane. It is just a resignation. But that is the bad ending, basically. Yes. Yes, which is basically if too many people get munched, you go, this is suicide, we're better off hiding out the night, <laughs> basically. <laughs> which that sounds about right. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's quite fraught. Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's, some, there's some really, it's really nice. It's a really pivot scenario, isn't it? It's a pivot because the things, the choices you've made and the things you've done leading up to this, impact this scenario and then how you do this scenario will really impact things moving forward so um shall we talk about how things pan out Mm, then in the resolutions absolutely yeah 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 Yeah. so obviously the worst scenario is everybody got defeated Mm -hmm. so we have to put in our um defeated or resigned should i say um so yeah the ritual was completed and then in that instance all the potential sacrifices end up actually being sacrificed so they all get shifted to the agenda deck mm. uh, and then fa- they are classed as a sacrifice to yog yep. uh, and then what we do with those is you record those names in your campaign guide and if any of those were your player cards you have to remove them from your deck for the rest of the campaign yep uh, and you are recording the unique name so it's not the fact that only if you've got two versions of that card in your deck you will lose both of them won't you yep. because those unique names now cannot be in your deck yep yep they're so gone may, may, you might be saying goodbye to peter sylvester or something like that yes. and be kicking yourself for the rest of the campaign yes yes <laughs> um also uh so that that um that effect of sacrifice to yog sothoth that happens on like i said before every single resolution whoever is under the agenda deck they are gone also if um if you had to resign or defeat or got defeated should i say and you had the necronomicon mm. that is classed as being stolen at that point yeah. and again that is the same with every resolution mm. Uh, and then the three differences are your resolution one that is that was the fight option uh, we defeated Silas Bishop through punching him a lot <laughs> that is we are classed as having put him out of his misery yes. uh, the resolution two which I think was if you had if you got the clues but you had the Necronomicon I think have I got that the right way around uh, yeah. Uh, yeah resolution two is the Necronomicon uh, you classed as having restored him Whereas if you didn't have the Necronomicon, uh, it's classed as you scratching around finding pieces of Seth's notes. Yep. You have banished him. Yes. Uh, and so those two will affect um, one of the later scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the way you. One of the I like the way you kind of characterised it. You get the clues, which is the equivalent of either frantically searching around in a room where there's some weird beast in there. Or you're frantically flicking through the pages, <laughs> trying to find. <laughs> Not only that, you're in a room with a weird beast while someone is feeding your allies yes, to you. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, and, and and you know, all those little post-it notes you put on the Necronomicon, they'd start falling off, you know, because they 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 weren't stuck very well, and oh, it would just be. <laughs> 
you know, you can imagine you'd have yellow post-it notes in the Necronomicon for, you know, these give me power, the red ones, these kill people. You know, you'd have it all kind of colour-coded for yourself, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Yes, because that's kind of not entirely clear, but in the room with you, someone's performing the ritual and feeding them at the same time right so yeah it doesn't or maybe maybe they're not maybe they're not specifically feeding them maybe they, that's where they are tied up yeah right and he just eats one of them occasionally yes. just snacks on, on <laughs> you know every six or seven turns <laughs> every six or seven turns he has, a, has another nibble yes. and I always took <laughs> with it with one of his many mouths yes I always took it that he doesn't he can't make attacks of opportunity because he's chained up that's how I always read that not that he's sort of but doing other things he's yeah he can't you know if you move out he can't make an attack of opportunity because he can't get to you he can't that kind of thing yeah it mentions that some of his chains snap yeah but obviously not all of them because otherwise it would have said all of his chains snap um so yes yeah, so that, that sort of indicates that yes he is still semi-restrained which is not quite enough to stop munching on your allies <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he, if I remember right, he's quite a hefty attack, though, isn't he? So although he can't do, doesn't do attacks of opportunity. Mm. If you're still in the same room as him at the end of the turn, you are going to get a severe punch. Two, two. I think it was is it two of each. Two yeah. of each, yeah. So yeah, he's not. Yeah. So depending on your investigator, you can't take too many hits from him. No, but you know, you, <clears throat> it's relatively easy to you know just do something and jump jump out if you really want to the thing that i've always found and i think we found this inevitably you end up with at least one whippoorwill chasing you around which are incredibly frustrating (laughs) they are yes they are but again that's a really nice thing because they are part of the story they're part of this village they're everywhere and so it's really nice that they're there kind of hounding you in a sense in a very passive way they don't attack you per se they just stand there and you know they take minus one off all your um skills so it's nice and with them being aloof it takes you a couple of actions exactly. to deal with them because you've got to engage them and then yes, fight them exactly so again as yeah. a solo player this is this is quite a tough tough thing um because that because the thing about the clues is is that um yes yes there'd be more clues for multiplayer but there's quite a there's a few locations which are not they're just fixed so it's pretty it's a pretty tall yeah. order for a solo player to do this I think it's quite a yeah it's bet- I think I worked it out there's between six and eight clues for a solo player depending on which locations are in play right so assuming you, you uh, su- which you know potentially you have to do twice yeah so and that's assuming you're not managing enemies and all kinds of other things it's um quite tough mm. so. Yeah, so there we go. So so you do all of that, you get those resolutions. So there we go. And then there's a I guess there's an interlude, isn't there? There's a which is very much directly linked to who survives and who doesn't, which I really like. I think that's great. Yes. Yeah, although it does feel a little bit repetitive. So mm. if if both if, if all three of them survived, Armitage, Rice and Morgan, you find yourself having a very similar conversation with each of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I think the main thing is you don't you want to keep Armitage Rice um or um 
Francis Morgan alive. Yeah, I think you're, yeah one, of, one them of them needs to survive, yes. Because if they don't, then you've not got the powder, which will make things That's more right. difficult in the next scenario. Um, hmm. But you're right. I mean, all of their conversations are all fairly similar, really, for the three, aren't they? They're sort of all, well, I know about this powder and I can help you make it, or I can, you know, they're all sort of... And then you move on to the next one. Yeah. Oh, what about this powder that Armitage was working on? I've, I've already got it, mate. Yes. Here, look. Yeah, I've yeah, yeah. got it in the hand. Here. <laughs> it's just uh, Zebulon and Earl are a little bit different. They they obviously can't do that, but they're 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 prepared to do whatever it takes. So you know that's 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 nice mm. that they're like that. And then all five of them, you can you have the choice of adding them to your deck. Well, all all five that survive of the five. Those that survive, you have the choice of adding them to an investigator's deck, which you may want to do or you may not, depending on whether you've got charisma. <laughs> uh, or, or it might be thinning your deck down if you're solo. Exactly. I think if you're playing this solo, a Leo deck with charisma would be the way to go because you could just have masses of <laughs> allies. <laughs> yes. So. Obviously, if you're a four-player game, chances are at least one of them yeah. has been sacrificed anyway, but yes. maybe the other four, you will get one each, yeah. perhaps, something like yeah. that. So, um, so there we go. That's, um, that's blood on the altar. So I, I know a lot of people really like this scenario. I think it's, I, I, am I right? I don't know what you think, but am I right in thinking that people think this is one of like the one of the iconic scenarios of this campaign? And I think I can see why. I think it's a great scenario. I think it it does a lot of things really, really well. Uh, Definitely, and I think that I think the randomised element adds to the replayability as well because yes. you, you're never quite sure how it's going to go. No, it could be it could be nice and quick. You find the chamber straight away, and you have plenty of time then to deal with all the cues, yep. the clues, or it could be last minute, and you've had to, to, to you know four players, and you're having to deal eight, find eighteen clues twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I think. Um... I think it does a really good job. I, you know, I, I think there's a really good connection between what the story is supposed to be doing and what you're doing in the game. I think they're really close Definitely. in this one. They don't feel yeah. one of the one of the stronger episodes. Uh, I'm calling it an episode again. It's not a television show. <laughs> one of the uh, stronger scenarios, isn't it, in tying yes. the actual um, gameplay to the narrative? Oh, ab- absolutely. And it also ties it to the original story as well in a way yes. that's really nice so that um it feels like it is a sequel to you know you almost feel like lovecraft could have written this um you know and this is it's just because they've done a really good job with that as well so i think it it works on a number of levels and then it has this payoff like like i said before it's pivot it pivots really because everything you've done to this point impacts this scenario and then what happens in this scenario impacts the rest of the game because it's how many of your allies you manage to save in the process which will have a profound impact from from here on in so i think it's mm. it's really quite a pivotal scenario from that perspective as well so so what have we got next well next time we have next. one of the most hated scenarios in the whole of arkham uh which is undimensioned what, what an about uh... yes which is undimensioned and unseen i have seen a couple of people say that they literally just resign from this scenario and move to the next one because it's just not worth doing apparently um i'm I, i'm neutral about it i don't know and um uh, but uh i, I have had 
some challenges with it but yes i know it's not a particular popular scenario but the next one is about us heading out to actually try and sort of defeat the creatures that are around dunwich and uh, and that's what we'll be doing next time mm. so excellent yes yes so uh very much looking forward to that uh now if you have any uh thoughts or uh comments about what we've been chatting about uh please let us know uh they'll be uh they're all in the show notes and and, and at the end of uh, this podcast and if we've got something horrendously wrong as well yes please please uh <laughs> point, us, point it out exactly exactly and i realize we didn't there do the spoiler warning at the beginning did we but you know i, I think by now people should be uh, pretty right about <laughs> <laughs> we're going to spoil, spoil everything but uh yeah so i've really enjoyed talking about this i really enjoyed the scenario where we played it so uh um i'm not sure if i'm looking forward to the next one we will see how how i feel about it mm. uh, in a month's time but uh until then uh, yes. um, uh thanks very much uh, my name's robin i'm kevin and uh we'll see you next time bye bye Thank you very much for listening. Please like, comment and subscribe. We'd very much like to hear from you. If you would like to um, send us your thoughts, um, send it to ftexpodcast at gmail.com. That's F-T-E-X-T podcast, ftexpodcast at gmail.com. You can also listen to this podcast on YouTube. Just go to Out of Ammo, Out of Time, and you will find it there. And it's also available on the usual podcast platforms, iTunes, Google Podcasts, that kind of thing. So if you want to subscribe, go there. But until then, I'm Krabby Terror 8 and I'll speak to you soon. Thanks. Bye.